Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. He walks in here purposefully all slow with a fucking trail, a trail of steaks that emit no smell. Oh, never mind. There they are. You want to smell? Go in the. I go in want, the bathroom. I, I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Oh, I'm sure it was. Dude, when I farted earlier, I was like, "That's rotten." Oh. <laughs> What's up, team? It's James, your man with a plan, uh, back in uh, doing another episode of the IO panel. Slightly confused. Um, <laughs> episode 25, uh, Michael and I are together tonight. Uh, we have got Evan Long Distance. What's going on, Evan? How you doing? Hey, you guys are together in more than one way. Go That's Team right. Vanderpump. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Mikael, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. James and I are... Uh... Coming to you live from the sunny Outer Banks down in North Carolina. That's right. We're doing our partner's vacation. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, we're having a good time down here. I already got some uh, some sun. Or really, it got me, you know. But uh, Oh, yeah. It's all did good. You, did you not prepare? Or wanted, did you not reapply? Well, I wanted, uh, I wanted to get a base burn. Oh, you know, nice. So... I got one. Um, no, I mean, the the initial burn here on my arm uh, was from just riding in the car, mm-hmm. you know? And then uh, my face got burned when we uh, kind of unexpectedly went to the pier to go fishing before we actually came to the house. So I didn't, you know, I didn't even think that we were going to be out there that long, and I didn't even think about it. And then I was like, oh, now I'm burned. How nice. Mm-hmm. You know? Unfortunately, it's so easy for us fair-skinned individuals to be uh, burned by raw, but uh, <laughs> yes, you know, it happens. So, well, Doctor well, John Zoidberg, thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> John Zoidberg. Exactly, that's my boy. Mm-hmm. That's my boy. Digging, you both, <laughs> you both know about harvesting various things from trash. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, um, actually, yes. Let me tell that story real quick. So, I um, the other day, I was mm-hmm. actually at a friend's house. Did and... you just crop dust us? Did you crop dust us? Oh, did you? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Walk a fart in here? <laughs> You're a horrible person. Is that what's in the We've just been bombed, folks. Oh, Did you fart into a container, bring it in there, and release it? Oh, this Jesus. is almost what it feels like, but no, I think, I think so, the container was in his ass. Just so you know, we're in a house with a bunch of our friends. Um, that's why, so people may walk in and out of the room. We're in the basement of the house. So sorry about that. It's unprofessional, but you'll have to deal with it. 
Mm-hmm. So As we have to deal with this. So, this this sorry fart. Oh, that's all right. <clears throat> what you want? You'd rather have a stronger one? Ugh. He's like this. This fart is sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a sorry excuse for a fart could be so no. much better. <clears throat> um. So no, let me tell my story though about. Um, yeah, please continue. So Evan was joking around that uh, me and Doctor Zoidberg both know about rooting around in the in the garbage, uh, which is partially true. So I was at a friend's house last weekend, aka your house, James. That's right. And actually, Evan was there too, in a uh, a rare in in live and in person appearance, actually, which isn't that rare these days. And uh, we came upon a pile of garbage, <laughs> which uh, for some reason your neighbors all leave right in front of your house. I don't know what what that's about. They're horrible. But um, right on top of the pile was two, there were two laptops. So They were brand new MacBook Airs. Not quite. So one was an older Dell Latitude, like probably at least, well, probably at least eight years old, if not older. And the other one was some kind of HP, a consumer level HP laptop. You left them in the garbage where they belong because they're old, garbagey laptops. No, sir. So <laughs> Never miss an opportunity <laughs> to pick up a little something, huh? Well, I want this to be a lesson to our listeners. Never just throw out an old computer without taking the proper steps to secure your old data. So I, was, I, took, so I took them home, let them sit in the house for a couple days. Cause it was a little wet outside when, we, when I grabbed them. Um, but I hooked up one of the Dells and it, guess what? I was like, let me see if this thing will turn on and it powered right up and it booted right to windows. Now I haven't, um, lo- tried to log into it yet. It looks like it was actually a business computer at some point, the way it's configured and it booted up to windows XP professional. Um, but this is, you know, the that hard drive should have been wiped. Completely, before or it should have just been removed completely from the computer, if you don't know how to wipe it. Because um, now I'm going to root through that computer and see what data I can find. <laughs> there you go. So old pictures, uh, credit card statements, anything. Now I'm not going to do anything too nefarious because I like too to think nefarious. Of, I like to think of myself <laughs> as a good guy, but uh, you know, less scrupulous individuals. Might take advantage. Now, the same thing goes with the HP. Now, I haven't tried turning it on or anything yet. With that HP, I'm probably just going to crack it open, take the, the hard drive out of it, and connect it to another computer, and read the data on it, if there is any. So, just, just an FYI for our listeners there. And that's, that's a big problem. People don't secure their hard drives. People don't erase their data properly. Most people just kind of throw computers away as though they're general appliance garbage and they're just not you have to do your due diligence to at least at least do a couple passes with a, a hard drive erasure tool mm-hmm. um, one that i like to use is called derek's boot and nuke yeah true or or it's just called dban dban.org you can go download a copy of that it's free mm-hmm. now if you really have no idea what you're doing when it comes to a computer you might not be able to use it that easily but you can definitely you can figure it out, or you can get one of your more tech savvy friends to help you out. And, I like uh, that one 
Because as long as you can figure out how to boot from the CD, all, you just type auto nuke and it erases everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's a pretty actually easy piece of software to use. It's just, you know, burning the disk. Sometimes that's a challenge for people. Mm-hmm. Or burning it correctly because, you know, it's an ISO and all that. Although that's the easiest way to do it. And then um, booting from the CD. Sometimes it's not that obvious on every computer how to do that. I've I've seen that a lot with consumer machines. I would, you know, it can be all over the place. So I would say for Joe Blow, who isn't going to go seek out D-Ban or isn't, and can't figure out how to use it, just delete your personal data thoroughly. Go through and delete everything. Then go and check one more time. Then check again. Make sure you got it all. Then take the computer, and then maybe it's worth paying someone to professionally delete it. But I would delete the data myself personally, you know, before I give the computer to someone. Because people who people who work at a computer store may not be they may be those less scrupulous individuals. So I would, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it's worth it to have it professionally like deband or debanding it yourself if you can figure it out. But if you can't figure it out, at least do the minimum work, which is delete your data and then make sure it's deleted out of the garbage can, and then take the computer somewhere or have a buddy or someone you trust or whatever do D-band on it, who has a little bit of a technical knowledge. I have a question. Um, the people you're speaking of who cannot download and burn a disk, you're asking them to delete their personal data. Do you think that would consist of uh, deleting the desktop shortcuts? Absolutely. I think they're like stupid. only? I think people are stupid, but I think I think if you say... Go delete every you know, go delete your my documents folder and go delete all those pictures, naked pictures of your wife, and go delete all those, you know. Basically, delete anything you find on the computer that's incriminating. Anything that you wouldn't want me to see, delete it. Simple as that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um that's that's the rule. If you don't if you don't think it's important for me to get into your taxes or you don't want me to have your TurboTax stuff, delete it. You know, or at least uninstall TurboTax and then maybe even go so far as to call TurboTax and say, where are the documents stored? Where's the, where's the TurboTax file stored so I can delete it? You know, or go on TurboTax's website and find and look at the fact. I'm sure it's there. You know, it's do a little research. This, this is your whole life. This is like your records for many years um, and pictures of your family and stuff. I mean, with that information, I can do any number of myriad of things. If I, even if I just compile some research on a person, that's a great way to do it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm the kind of person who looks at a photo and I don't look at the foreground. I look in the background. I look to see what's going on in the background. Where are you? Then I think to myself, and this is not because I'm malicious, it's because I'm a curious person by nature, but I look at a photo and I say, where was that taken? I wonder where. And I start thinking, you know, if it's local, if it's in my area where I'm from, then I'm going to try to figure it out. I look at the buildings in the background. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can derive from a hard drive and from pictures that stuff that you think is okay. So if you don't want someone to see it, if you don't think I should have, see, have a picture of your four-year-old son or your tax documents or your resume, you know, or anything like that, delete it yourself. Get, just, do, just do a little bit and then make it a little bit harder for me to get the stuff. You know, I can still get it, but it might be the difference between you being an easy mark and then me having to do a little bit of work for me to say it's not worth it for me to go back do like the recovery and try to find this data. Like it's not worth the effort, mm-hmm. you know. I would almost say it's almost easier just to pull the hard drive out. Sure, but the problem is a lot of computers. It's not that easy to pull the hard drive out. So, 
You know, that might not be an easy option for some if you have a If you have a Dell Latitude, they've been pretty easy for years. But, like, the Volstros and the yeah, Inspirons. That's the problem. Any consumer, those are, yeah, any and, consumer level machine is going to be yeah, it's it's probably going to be difficult. Yeah. And since you mentioned you personally would look in the background of photos, um, I may or may not have done some digging uh, after watching a documentary of a band I have talked about profusely called Periphery. I told you they're from Silver Spring. Sure. They did a, a documentary and showed some street shots. So I may or may not have examined the buildings and street names around it and used Google Maps to track down the likely apartment building of their lead guitarist. Um, but that's a great example of the kind of stuff people do. And the thing is, you don't, you know, you have no intention of going to the periphery's lead guitarist house and be like, sup, bro. You're not going to do that. But at the same time, you're curious because you're from there. You're like, I just want to see, you know, maybe I was in that area. Maybe I've been in that house. You don't know. You know, so you're being curious. And I think maybe my friend Michael lives in the same complex. You know, Who knows? maybe my friend Michael can go there and steal his mail for me. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's a lot of things you might want Michael to do to this guy for you who lives <laughs> in another state. That said, you're going to do the research. Now, none of us are malicious, but if you're malicious, oh boy, the, the, the stuff is out there and people aren't scared enough. Honestly, they're really not. There's so much scary shit. So a, a motivated person who really wants to be in can do, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a basic Google search and looking in the foreground of pictures and stuff is not that hard. I mean, that's not even that beginning. Just with doing a little minimal work, I can find out a lot about a person. So. Yep, very good. This week on Security Now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's get into some news. Um, one of our favorite companies, SpaceX, is hiring what seems like several hundred positions, mostly on the West Coast, though there are some in Texas. So they are gearing up for something big, most likely their uh, Mars launch. Just a couple of uh, varying jobs, just to show you the the range. One is a senior metallurgist. Um, Let's see, preferred skills and experience, PhD in material science, um, expert level first principle engineering knowledge of metals and materials, hands-on experience in high production manufacturing environments, and on the low end, uh, referencing Dr. John Zoidberg again loosely, um, they have a job for a tube bender who uh, needs basic qualifications of a high school diploma and must have at least three years of tube bending experience. Oh, God. <laughs> so Bender would be perfect for that? Absolutely. Rodriguez, Rodrigo, what? Bender, Bender Bending, Bender, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. There we go. Yep. Although you do have to be able to stand for a minimum of eight hours in the tube bending position. Yeah, and uh, I will get a little echo again from you. Okay. I don't know what's... What that could be. Try getting closer to the microphone. How's this? No. Oh, still there. Dark mm. and deep and lovely, but still full of echo. Hmm. While you're sussing that out, as they say, let me jump into one thing I wanted to talk about quickly. SpaceX is actually pretty exciting. Um, SpaceX is the reality. Here's the fantasy. 
So, <laughs> so here's the fantasy. So, uh, in the news, a lot of people have been talking about, um, and guys, I'm sorry, we're going to rush through this one just because we're so far away and there's a lot of people walking in and out of this thing, so we're just not going to be a long podcast like you're used to, but uh, uh, let's jump in here. So anyway, so SpaceX, I mean, not SpaceX, sorry, uh, No Man's Sky. So No Man's Sky, people were very excited, turned out to be not what was promised. And I don't think it was what, I don't think it was a matter of what not what was promised. I think the guy delivered what he was promised, but he delivered what he promised, but people had their own personal expectations about what the game would be. Um, and now everyone's very upset because the game is literally exactly what the guy said it was. You get in your ship and explore. There's no multiplayer and, uh, seeing procedural generated plants, animals, and planets is pretty cool. But uh, it's only cool people like me. And the thing is, the guy designed this game. But honestly, it's not a great game. It's the kind of game that you find really boring after the first couple times of doing it. So mm-hmm. it's not a, not a whole lot of fun. Um, people are complaining pretty thoroughly. And it's just turned into a huge bust. So turns out, the whole big mystery of the game was, at the center of the No Man's Sky universe, there's this really awesome, like amazing fucking thing. There's a chick who gives out, like, Freaking crazy knobbers. I mean, there's like this big secret. What's happening at the center of the No Man's Sky universe? Well, turns out it's absolutely nothing. So uh, <laughs> uh, people, I guess, you know, within this this little bit amount of time, now people are very motivated to kind of get through the game. So, and I'm going to put the article up with the full instructions on how to do this. But the guy, this guy, he got through the game really quickly and he got to the center of the center of the known universe, the No Man's Sky universe, which is where all the secrets are and the mysteries are all solved. You go through the No Man's Sky universe as you, I mean, as you go to the center of the universe. You go through some wormhole, and it dumps you off in the beginning of another universe. And now you have none of your items. Your ship is wrecked, and you're stuck. So now you have to start again from scratch. And that's what's at the center of the game—a reset, basically. Uh, and so you're saying it's scientifically accurate? <laughs> yeah, probably. So uh, it's pretty. But the thing is, for, for a video game, the you know, along with a game that has no goals, the the center of the universe mystery that was really hyped up by the by the main guy who started the game, who played the who who, who made the game. He's uh, hyped up this mystery of what's in the center of the, no- of the sky. Who knows? Who knows? You know, what's in the center? So it turns out there's like nothing at the center but this reset, and people are very upset. And people are like, well, this game has no goals. What's the point? If I had to fucking... Gr- Basically, it's like grinding for like several days to get to the center. You get to the center, and now you have to start again, grinding again, and people are pretty upset about that. So I totally understand, but it is what it is. Um, the game is not, you know, it's, was, it was overhyped from the beginning and I don't know why people were like so excited about it, but it is what it is. Um, on other notes, Star Citizen has released 2.5 and it's fucking amazing. So if you're not playing, uh, anymore No Man's Sky and you're part of the PC Master Race, Star Citizen's waiting for you. You know, it's funny, No Man's Sky, uh, a guy at work was telling, talking to us about it because he... He got it for PS4. Yeah. And I can't imagine that people are going to play that and be like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, I'm sure only a... 
it's a minority of people who like, yeah, I like this kind of like grinding, exploratory game, naming animals. I don't think a regular person would find this as a fun game. It takes a certain kind of person, and I think the guy who made the game, he is that kind of person. And I think there, I think there's people out there who love this game. I really do. But I think that everyone else said, like, God, there has to be more. And they allowed themselves, they talked themselves into believing there's more. And I think we talked about this last time, and Evan basically kind of said, people have kind of ascribed other things to this game, and now they're upset that the game is exactly what they were told it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And he's right. You know, people, the guy basically, he never said, there'd be multiplayer, and there'd be free hand jobs, and, you know, he never said that. You know, he basically said, this game's going to be exploring, naming stuff, and going to the next planet and doing it again. Mm-hmm. You know? I might start playing. <laughs> now your echo's gone. Cool. Oh, now it's back. So, um, yeah, okay. So what else we got? Well, the, what else was... So SpaceX is tooling up for Mars, or is it for the Gigafactory? Uh, no, it's definitely for Mars. So Tesla bought Solar City. So mm-hmm. that's and they're not working with SpaceX for okay. When is the Mars launch? Uh, I don't know, 2018, 2019? Oh boy. I may have made that up entirely. Hopefully someone builds a self-deploying habitat that they can send to Mars. Or the moon. Like what's wrong with going to the moon? Is the moon too low ball for people? I guess. They're like, ah, it's bullshit. It's not <laughs> real. It's not real. It's fucking fake. The moon is tiny, you know. But dude, let's fucking master fucking living on the moon before we I mean, go to Mars. Tiny, what's the what's in the Mar- what's in the Martian atmosphere? It's like fucking Freon? I mean what what the hell are people breathing over there, you know? Well, isn't there supposed to be uh frozen water ice on it. Mars? They say that, but I don't know if that's true. All of space is a lie. Basically. There's probably nothing up there but fucking jars of massive jars of fucking gif. Well, let me let me mention one thing real quick, since we're talking about Mars and launching shit and whatever. Um, Aww. I got a... Uh, so I, I put a new category in the uh, show notes today, although I, I don't know if it'll, make, if it'll be a regular thing. The Coop Corner. Um... <clears throat> And I put a link to this uh, story that I found that says uh, NASA dropped a two-ton kinetic missile on the moon. And this this article, which I I put a link in the show notes, uh, it's from a website called deprogramyourself.org. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, When did this happen, supposedly? Uh, it supposedly happened in 2009, and the the whole purpose was they they destroyed an alien base that was on the moon. Why would NASA do that? Because they're like space people. I don't know. So, so yeah, just something. Did they say as a if it was a functioning base or if it was a long abandoned uh, facility that they just didn't want to be discovered by anyone else? They don't really say if it was functioning or not. There's a lot of problems with this. Number one, the source. Well, yes. Number <laughs> one, the source. 
Number two, do you? What do you, th- Evan? What do you think? If we oh, found well, out I love alien shit. possible, huh? I love kook shit. I love kook shit too, but this one is poorly thought out. <laughs> like if I was gonna make some dumb shit up, I'd say NASA. NASA's building a, a facility on the moon. No, no, this is really and all crazy. the dis- disappearances that we've seen are actually people being kidnapped to live on the moon to t- test space gravity. I mean, supposedly the whole thing is supposedly they did drop something on the moon. But the you know the cover story is that it was for scientific purposes. I'm interested in the kinetic missile. Like, how is it different from a regular missile? Or is it maybe it's different because they couldn't they use they, rocket fuel in space or something? Of course they can know. though. It says they they have the name of it here. They say a centaur kinetic weapon. Hmm. So if we do a, a search on that, we'll find anything. So maybe they just kind of let it go in orbit, and the moon's gravity drew I mean, it down into uh, oblivion. Well, I mean, normally when you say kinetic, it just means there's no explosive on it, you know. Hmm. So I wonder why like, they wouldn't like a, want an explosive you know, warhead. It's like a really big bullet, <laughs> you know. It gets fired out, but there's no like bomb at the end of it. You know, it's just a, it's just a projectile. I wonder what kind of damage that would have done. It must not have been a very large alien base. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the details of, like, you know, what they... From, where did they launch it from and blah, 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 you know? We'll look into it. Yeah. I'm interested. There's, so a, lot of, there's a lot of questions, dude. Like, they got to get it in the space. And they got to, obviously, get it past all these layers of our atmosphere. And they gotta, then, it, then it has to have its secondary or main stage... So that means they had to build a launch platform for it to launch from. Then it has to go and meet the moon because the moon's rotating around us, spinning. <laughs> We're Shake hands with it. To you. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Meet the moon. Oh, it's to meet the moon, yeah, yeah. For breakfast, for Eggs Benedict. Um, no, but it has to meet the moon. The moon is spinning. Then it's spinning around us. We're spinning around, spinning and spinning around a, uh, another uh, body. So it has to meet the moon at the right position. Spinning around it. Yeah. No, seriously. But they. they, But then they. So they got to take all this shit to an account, and then be like, to an account, to an account. And they take all this shit to an account, and he (laughs) calculates everything, gives them a small bill like an invoice, and then they figure it out. Um, No, but they have to account for all this shit, and then they then they have to launch this thing in a secondary stage, and be like, okay, we're gonna hit this spot on the moon. They are crazily hard. That'd be. I mean, maybe they have a computer that just does no, it. But it's like science, bro. I mean, like, no, I mean, it's it, like we, almost we literally rocket science. They can they, build an algorithm they, that does it. They got it unlocked. I mean, they literally have rocket scientists. There's over. people playing Kerbal Space Program who can do that. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Exactly. That's yeah. the whole thing. The aliens designed that game as a communications attempt, and NASA was none too pleased. None too pleased. Yep. Yeah. You are the moon master. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's great. What about like moon technology, man? Yeah, man, like moon rocks. What about that? Starring Sam Rockwell. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's a good movie. Yes, um, it is. All right. So, 
Enough nonsense with the uh, moon people here, whatever. I, I would like to make a quick mention about my favorite automobile company, the Volkswagen Group. Oh? Um, they will be releasing a a, a golf-sized electric vehicle, either for the 2018-2019 model year, but perhaps it would be pushed back to 2025, as was the original estimate. But um, various executives have given different answers. So apparently it will have a 300-mile range and be able to recharge in 15 minutes and be cheaper than the gas alternative. How much diesel will it take? Zero. Will it be a tiny diesel engine that is not connected to anything, so we don't have to worry about the EPA on this one? Well, it will be connected directly to the cabin. So as you're driving, <laughs> you will slow, you will suffocate. Breathing those so you, that's so like the whole vehicle is apparently a lie, but they're depending on people to kill themselves and you know unknowingly, so they can't sue. Jesus. <laughs> um, no, in all honesty, several hoses cool. leading from the engines. I was going to say they already make a electric, a golf-sized electric vehicle called the Golf. They that, do. It's the E Golf. Yes, I, I know because I see one parked at my job sometimes. Mm-hmm. Plugged into one of the non-special outlets. Yeah. Is it, is I, it bad? I mean, they're like not great. I think it, it 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 must be expensive and not get great, not have great range, right? Evan? Yeah. No. So I think the the major development here is the possibility of recharging the full battery capacity in fifteen yeah, minutes versus that, like eight hours. That doesn't exist right now at all. So they'll have to make leaps and bounds. I mean, that's the whole thing. Anytime. Anyone talks about anything, the whole the holdup always is the battery technology. Mm-hmm. Our battery technology basically still sucks. It's garbage because we haven't cared about it in years. So, well, the, James, science can only go so far. All right, Gigafactory, man, I'm telling you. Why don't you get on yeah. it, Gigafactory? Do you own well, we'll see. They've still got you know a couple of no, years at least important. until the earliest estimate. So. Uh, you know, I will I will forget about this, but then read about it in 2019 and be amazed all over again. We'll talk about it in episode 325. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, sounds good. Moving right along in news, uh, in case anyone did not know, middle of last week, there was quite a sizable earthquake in Italy. Oh, yeah. A- about 100 kilometers away from uh, northeast of Rome which has laid waste to several towns. The uh, the link I put in the show notes shows before and after pictures. And, you know, most of these places are, like, just probably pretty much done. Roads yeah. blocked, buildings look like they've been, you know, bombed, basically. The Italians haven't learned their lesson yet either, have they? What's the, what's the lesson? I mean, no, this keeps Don't happening. live in a boot. Don't anger the Lord. No, no, no. Yeah. This, 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 honestly, this keeps Curse happening. You Zeus. And the thing is, Italy is so old, so like an earthquake of anything over like 5.0 basically destroys like cities, villages. Like, you know, there's one town that's known for like its cheeses almost got leveled because of an earthquake about two or three years ago. And this keeps happening. So they either have to rebuild or start start over or something. They got to do something. Yep. They can take some clues from, uh, or some, some technological hints from Japan. They have a lot of uh, earthquakes over there, so a lot of the buildings have special, um, are constructed differently to resist them. 
Well, yeah, they do that here too, like in California and stuff. Mm. You know, they have to be built to withstand a certain magnitude of earthquake or whatever. So, but the problem is, like James was saying, a lot of stuff in Italy. I mean, maybe Italy doesn't get earthquakes that often. So, you know, it's kind of like when we I mean, got our earthquake here every couple of years. In uh, well, not here, but down in or up in Maryland. Yeah. Um, Never you know, forget. We're, like, we're like, what is this? Like, we're like, what is going on? You know. No, there happened. were there they were like several lawn chairs knocked over. Serious ones. Yeah. Well, we had the other one too, Evan, but that did a little a little damage here and there. But um, okay, so James was saying they 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 get them <clears throat> on the rig, as he likes to say. I mean, every couple of years, <coughs> enough for you to be like, hey, we got to do something about this. So, but yeah, I mean, a lot, obviously, a lot of their little towns and all that stuff. I mean, Italy's. Like a you know, I was gonna say a million year old country. You know, oh. obviously it's not a million year old country, but it's quite old, and they have a lot of old stuff there. You know, compared to the United States, all our stuff is relatively new. You know, yeah, they have a um, fair amount of economic issues as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I mean they have economic issues too. So, but you know, what you gonna do? So, it's too bad. So sad. Yeah, get fucked. Um, fuck Italy. Give me the time, girlfriend. I'll think about helping. America number one forever. No, I don't, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, it's too bad. It sucks. Um, but unfortunately, I think it happens. It probably happens very often. Not only yeah. Italy, but just everywhere. You know, earthquakes, floods, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So. Uh, Louisiana's underwater or something also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Louisiana's underwater or something. You know, That's... some, you know, Thunderdome's done or whatever. I don't know. Some shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, what's this about, uh, NSA hacking? So, um... It's a couple NSA things. There are a couple NSA things, but, uh, just wanted to mention real quick that... I mean, you guys can read the details in the article if you want. Basically, what happened was the NSA was hacked themselves. The hackers were hacked, as we like to say. Oh, these are the jokers from a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, they had some of their... So, the NSA was supposedly hacked, and some of their own hacking tools have been leaked out onto the internet. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I cool. do believe... One one explanation for this is um, that foreign governments found out about all the you know potential exploits and started checking their own servers and started compiling the NSA exploits that were found and then that compilation was leaked because I think most of the stuff is from 2013 but still definitely advanced. Oh wow! See, I didn't even hear about all that. Yeah, they said that it was the stuff was pretty it was pretty old and it was it was it was not. Maybe there's something new, but they said this stuff was pretty old. That, that they were showing, that they showed like a couple weeks ago when they first came out with it. it was, said, we got this information and here's some samples. The samples were all pretty old. Huh. Yeah, but confirmed to be legitimate. Well, that's interesting. So the hackers were hacked. Yep, pretty yep. much. <laughs> nice. Pretty much. Makes you wonder what they have now, though. Well, you know what? I was talking to these guys. I'm talking about these guys to my a couple of my coworkers, or maybe it was you guys. I don't know. And we were saying, you know, hey, the amount of money they're asking for is so ridiculous that either it's fake or they don't actually want anyone to buy it or they're hoping someone stupid will buy it. 
So yeah, five hundred million dollars. No, they wanted what? How much in bitcoins did they want? Uh, it, well, it was five hundred million dollars in bitcoins. Yeah, there you go. Nobody would have paid that. No. So yeah, it was it was a pretty ridiculous amount of money. So I just don't see, I just don't see it uh as ever happening. Yep. All right. Um, What did they do to break secure connections? Huh? The NSA. Oh well, there's one more thing. I'm well. It's related. We can talk about that. Um. So there's another story here that talks about how the um. So we we know that the NSA. So you know the whole Edward Snowden thing. We were no we were notified. You know, we were told that the NSA is spying on us. Blah 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 blah. Right, basically. Which newsflash? We knew that already. Um. So I was kind of shocked when Edward Snowden revealed it, and everyone was like, "Oh, we're being watched." Mm-hmm. Um. I I thought we all knew that. So I guess I guess he just gave more details on it. I don't know. But anyway. Um, I think we're pessimists, and we assume we're being watched anyway. Most people think their privacy is still their own. So basically, these researchers have, um, they've released a research paper, these like cryptography guys, um, they, they released a paper that where they theorize how the NSA was able to intercept and decrypt uh, secure communications. And it has to do with uh, it has to do with some kind of weakness in the Diffie-Hellman key exchange algorithm. Ah, yes. So you guys can (laughs) read all about it in this. Um, You know, it gets pretty technical. But, uh, you know, if you ever see, if you ever look at ciphers these days you'll see a lot of times it says Diffie Hellman they'll say DH you know the new ones now are the elliptic curve ones those are kind of the more secure ones but they're still Diffie Hellman like they'll say you know ECDH PBK2 or something you know like elliptic curve Diffie Hellman public key whatever too Mm -hmm. so anyway so these researchers just research or just release the paper and they kind of talk about how it was done something to do with Diffie Hellman so there you cool go. Uh, one other thing I just wanted to mention was Microsoft so Microsoft has so Microsoft makes something called PowerShell <clears throat> which is a more advanced uh, scripting language and interface that one can use on Windows machines uh, for administration and other things. Um, actually, uh, I, I've been using it a little more at work recently just because I've been using VMware's kind of implementation on top of that, which they call PowerCLI. <clears throat> and oh. They have, um, so Microsoft, though, has been making PowerShell and it's available for Windows, obviously. But now they just said, okay, we're going to open source it and we're going to release it for Linux and Mac OS X. 
So there's going to be versions for both Linux and OS X. And it's going to be open source, so people can take it and do whatever they want with it. I wonder what purpose that actually serves. Because, I mean, some cool features are you can pull information off of, you know, web forms and stuff like that. So, you know, that could be used pretty much universally. But uh, aren't most of the, the commandlets based around, you know, server 2008 and 2012 and moving forward? So I don't know what use they'll be on um, Mac OS or Linux well, other than... commands that are just regular stuff like listing the directory's contents or... Doing, you know, showing the current IP config or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it has all that kind of stuff too. But isn't a lot of the reasons you use PowerShell to, like, I don't know, to me in my job, we're always talking about using PowerShell because PowerShell can subvert UAC and a lot of other things. Like, it can get around a lot of the stuff that it's like at a, such a low level that it can get under stuff. Um, it just seems like it's very specific to Windows, and I can't imagine why it'd be useful. I feel like, Evan, I, I don't see why it's how it's useful. It's nice that they're doing it, but they're trying to... This is just like a, a kind of... To me, I view this as a last-minute shot in the dark to become... To be more... To find themselves as... To be like, hey, we've got some cool tools here. Don't you think? Look, we've always had them, you know? Here <laughs> it we could are. Be a, it could be extending an olive branch or an attempt to... Uh, further, you know, the, the thought of potential uh, unification because they did, you know, they there is Bash Shell on Windows now. So right. if they're open sourcing PowerShell and trying to go the other way and reach out to the open source community, um, you know, maybe they're just trying to get people to think of them in a better light or, you know, I don't know. I don't know why they would do it business-wise, but, you know, I like it. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, I think them releasing it open source is is a good move. Um, Just because, you know, everything, you know, Microsoft's known for everything being closed source and costing a lot of money and everything else. Mm -hmm. And so them doing this, I mean, yeah, maybe it's just a gesture of goodwill or something, but... Like you said, with the for first with the version of Bash that they're putting on Windows, and now this, <clears throat> I think they're they're trying to get more people. Uh, I think they're both trying to get more people to use their stuff and say, "Oh, it's not so bad after all." And I think they're also trying to, because they know they know a lot of you know businesses are using Linux and servers and stuff. So they think they're, they're they're trying to incorporate more of that into their own products so people are like oh okay well I can use I can use windows to work with whatever you know yeah i you know us maybe a small percentage of it is security related if they make it open source and release it to the community you know there's potential for uh community members to find some uh you know fatal flaw or exploit that would have otherwise gone unnoticed and, you know, made all Windows servers, you know, from, say, 2012 and newer, you know, vulnerable to some uh, pretty bad stuff. So maybe there's a little bit of that. Could be. Could be. Yep. And uh, it's always better to have more eyeballs on your stuff. So. Uh, yep. Okay. 
James, anything to, uh, or I guess James or Mike, anything to contribute for uh, Audible? Listen to any new books lately? I, um, no, I've been, I might have mentioned this last time, I'm not sure. I've been, I went back and I started uh, listening again to the Indian Hill series Mm -hmm. by Mark Tufo. So I've been listening to that now. I'm into book, I think I'm into book four now. Maybe, yeah, I think I'm in book book four. Um, it's really good, you know. Uh, a lot of stuff I didn't didn't remember because I only listened to to it the one time before. So, you know, it's reminding me of stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay. So it's kind of interesting though because you know there there's the zombie Fallout series that I've already listened to. Well, they're still making books of that, but that's that has way more books out, and so you already know all these characters. And this is like an alternate history version of that. So it's like a lot of the same characters are there, but they're in different roles. And then some people are missing or some people are doing something else. And the other thing is everyone in this one is way younger. Like the Mm -hmm. events happened like 20 years before the events in the zombie Fallout series. So it's just a little different, like a little different take. But I like it. It's fun. Cool. It's cool. Um, and I, I think I already mentioned this too, but the new Like and Fallout book came out a couple weeks back yep. by Mark Tufo. So <clears throat> I got that. It's teed up, but I haven't started listening to it yet. I'm going to have to, um, very soon. Um, I've got a couple books that I've been reading. Uh, one that I just finished, uh, that was really good. It's a one off book. So there's no series, just one book. It's 12 hours long. Metal Boxes by Alan Black. I've read a few Alan Black books. He does space stuff. Um, this one's really interesting. It's about a kid who is trying to graduate the space cadet, you know, space military, Navy cadet school or whatever. And the shenanigans ensue, ensue uh, on his first posting on a, on a, on a ship. Um, but it's really good. It's very good. It's a good book. And when I finished it, I wanted more, but there's no more. But it's a really good book. It's called Metal Boxes. Uh, e- excellent. I don't want to spoil it, um, but it's a good book. Uh, then there's another one. This is a pretty big series, and they seem to be about 12, 10, 10 to, well, 10 hours. This one's 7 hours, so no, 10, between 10 and 7 hours each, I guess. Um, and there's about 6 books. Uh, so, this one's called The Silver Ships. Uh, the Silver Ships, <laughs> twice, um, and this other one's Silver Ships, the Silver, uh, uh, the Silver Ships novel series, and the second one's called Libre, a Silver Ships novel. Um, it basically, it's like you know, enemy ships come to this place, people get together and try to stop them, but it's really good. I, I'm quite enjoying enjoying it. I didn't think I would, but I did. So, and they're by, uh, let's see who they're by. I'll tell you here. They're by S H uh, Juka or Huka. S dot H dot J U K J U C H A. So pretty, mm-hmm. uh, pretty good series. I'm enjoying it. I, I have a dumb question for you guys. Why is Libre pronounced Libre? Not instead of what? Liber. Sure. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm Liber. not a, Sure. I don't understand the etymology of fucking words. Who knows? 
No, I mean it. Do, it does have the, uh, the I'll call it the trailing e, but we say library. Mm-hmm. The English name is not good. English English language is not a good representation. What do they say in French? How would you pronounce it in French? Uh, libre, libre. So we call it libre. So yeah, it makes sense. Libre. It's a Latin thing, so, probably. So it's like using French, but correctly and better. Yeah, basically. Or horribly and worse. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I've never recorded with Michael so close to me, so it's funny watching him say these things because he's saying them with a purely straight face. Like, he totally believes that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but correctly and worse. He's like, yeah, he totally believes it. <laughs> he's totally sold with this fucking fact. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This guy's amazing. Yeah, well, that's why we're friends. Um, you pompous baguette cheese eating... Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. No, no. Tell me how you really feel. Let the hate flow. (laughs) Have a croissant, (laughs) motherfucker. Uh, Yeah, exactly. One, one, okay, just one tiny thing I'll I'll mention, because I know we're we're probably going to wrap this up pretty soon. Um, In my extras section, I just put something. You are being watched. Okay? I put put the link there. So it's a link to to an article. It turns out the Baltimore Police Department has hired a company to... I don't know why they couldn't do this with drones, um, but they hired a company. So what this this guy who used to be in the military, who's not anymore, he founded a company. He watches a city with small private planes and huge cameras pointed down at it. And he does like, you know, he does like overflights of the city like all day. You know, like eight hours a day, twenty-four or twelve hours a day, or whatever it is. Maybe it's twenty-four hours a day. I don't even know. And they have all this footage, and apparently the cameras are so high resolution that they can like zoom in and see damn near everything. Um, and what it's been good for, they've been using it to, um, you know, find out murders. Um, like they found, like they they first deployed it in <clears throat> Iraq. And they were able to, like, like they like, let's say a bomb went off, like a roadside bomb. They were able, it was like Deja Vu. In that movie, Deja Vu. They were oh, able yeah. to roll it back and see, you know, it's kind of like TiVo. You know, they're kind of, like, able to roll it back and be like, all right, this, this site, all right, what car came there? All right, where did that car come from? You know, what stops did it make? Blah, 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 you know? <clears throat> so they've been doing that in Baltimore, but they didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just doing it, you know. Um, I was more interested in just the technology itself, like the cameras. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure what kind of camera it is. It said it's 192 megapixels. Holy shit, Jesus! <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's fucking nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Can can we rent it at B and H? Yeah. Um, the one picture I saw, I mean, it looked like a Cessna with its door off. Yeah, like that back. big. And then this camera, like you know, the cameras you see like at Channel Nine, like they have mm-hmm. pointed at like the people in the studio. Yeah, like a camera like that. Jeez, you know, like some massive camera. So, um, <clears throat> what's IMAX? Oh, maybe yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, they have those red cameras, you know. Yeah, yeah, but those are just slow. Are they? They're four K and they're slow. Four K, right? They mm-hmm. stay. I mean, they're like. 2,000 frames a second. It's something crazy. It's like 2,000 frames a second or something like that. That's what they do. Maybe the... Well, these... I mean, you know, I don't know how... 
megapixels and 2K, 4K, whatever relate to each other. But maybe 192 megapixels is far surpasses it's, 4K. It it does. It's oh, immense. <laughs> I mean, a, a full resolution 10 megapixel picture is almost 4K. Like life. We're filming in life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, life resolution. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, my my SLR is 10.1 megapixels, and uh, the picture size is, you know, like three, like 3,500 by 2,400. And 4K is, what's up, Jamie? Is, uh, <laughs> so what's up? Four 1080p. So, like, 6,000, 7,000 by 5,000 or something. Hmm. So, anyways. One final dig. Um, Mike, I appreciate you wearing the French flag as a shirt tonight. Hey, yo. Damn, yo. <laughs> God damn, yo. And this guy, shots fired, man. Well, Evan, I've, I wanted to comment on your shirt earlier, but I, I haven't been able to fully suss it out. So, uh, as they say. Ah, very good. That's okay. a shirt you didn't get. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's the, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> The juxtaposition of there we go Ooh, nice. forty dollar yeah, vocab yeah. word there you, go, there you go of two uh, pull out the Ben Franklin's on us yo. you know <laughs> different concepts there <laughs> fucking throwing Tubman's in the street <laughs> Tubman's Tubman's <laughs> Jesus <laughs> so uh, yeah that's all I got. All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap up very shortly. Um, for our yum update, we are all still on our at least one week into our weight loss journey, though none of us probably have any worthwhile updates. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I totally forgot. I totally forgot. I didn't forget. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, it, if it makes you guys feel better, I've not put forth a, a significant effort Wait, over this past okay. week to to one up you all. No, you did not run out of food. Oh, my God. But um, I went to Costco the other day, and after watching a YouTube channel of a gentleman uh, who sous vide things, the he, whole, he the, what, what? Sous vide, like ceviche. cooks in a bag in in water. <laughs> Is he homeless? He cooks. No. <laughs> does, he, does he live in the no, back of the bus? he's not homeless. It's a very fancy French cooking technique. Mike. Does he live on the on, on the on the M8 bus down Georgia Avenue? <laughs> no, he Poor does not drink toilet Poor. wine either. Uh, uh, but anyways, yeah. he mentioned a cut of steak that I had never heard of before. It's oh. called the ribeye cap. Oh yeah, and Mike and I had a small discussion about that after I found out about it, and apparently Costco sells them. Uh, and I picked up a package, which was probably about two pounds. Um, it was a little over $30 with four pieces of ribeye cap in there. And uh, it was the most delicious steak I've ever had. So so this is the ribeye cap is the one that has to be cut. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. You're on like a mini heart attack. So you're like just jittering over there. Um <laughs> Got the shakes, man. Yeah, get on this diet, man. So anyway, the the ribeye <laughs> cap. This is the one that has to be cut at a certain angle to like really 
bring out the kind of smoothness of the meat, right? Like you can't no. you can just cut it anyway. No, that is like fajita steak or skirt steak. Yeah. Uh, the ribeye cap is quite a small piece of meat um, on the ribeye. So if you think of a ribeye steak, it's, you know, like eight inches long by four inches thick or something. Yeah. So, um, and there's usually a chunk of fat down near one end. So if you go to the other end of the ribeye steak, there's usually an inch or maybe an inch and a half of meat above that that is typically trimmed off. And that is the cap. Oh, okay. I never had that. It is fantastic. Okay. And they sell them at Costco. So here's the thing about Costco for people who don't know. Costco sells meat, but they sell huge quantities of it. That's why it's so expensive. So he probably, $30 worth of meat is probably a lot of meat, right? No, it was like two pounds. So it was two pounds. Two pounds. But two pounds of the cap. How big is one cap? It's super expensive. It's like the it was about the size of two good ribeye steaks if you pushed everything together for the whole thing. Yeah, so it's not like exorbitant, no, but it's more right. than how much is a good ribeye? So fifteen dollars a pound. A good ribeye is fifteen bucks, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's fine. Uh, that's a reasonable price. So it's not terrible. No, yeah, fifteen dollars a pound. Very, very good uh, quality. So I highly recommend it if either of you are interested. I mean, they sell New York Strip there. Uh, my girlfriend and I saw a New York strip at Costco that was $86. Mm-hmm. Um, it was huge. It was massive. The size of that pool table? Uh, no, but it was a, it was, it was a ribeye that, it would put this way, it's the way a king would eat a ribeye. Like if a king it's the was size eat, of your thigh. Not a ribeye, but a New York strip. If a king was eating a ribeye, a New York strip, that's how he'd eat it. He'd eat the, 64, the $86 one. Treat yourself. Me this $86, um, oh, sorry. I keep forgetting. Thing, uh, James. Yeah, I will. I got I to gotta see this. We're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to go. We're going we're gonna to do a live yeah, broadcast from the Costco parking lot. Nope. I had one Go-raw strip of it cap. left over, and um, I cooked it um, literal this morning, actually. Like an old and I, I repan fried it mm-hmm. and basically cooked it to a well-done consistency, which... You know, is blasphemy if you're a steak person. It was still the most tender piece of meat I've ever had. Like I ruined it, and I and I, I'm gonna now thoroughly commit, enjoyed it. I'm gonna commit ritual seppuku right now, <laughs> live on the air. <laughs> no, it was good. Whatever fat is left in the pan, just like fry up some green beans. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Nice. Very yep. nice. Yep. Right, well, One last quick thing. Something to keep in uh, mind. Yeah, not food related. Um, Facebook is becoming like those, the chicks who leave leading messages just for attention whoring on their Facebook status. <laughs> You're like, they just write, I can't even, or, oh my God. And then want people to be like, oh, what's wrong? What are you talking about? Are you okay? Call me. Yeah. Facebook's trending section is becoming that. Oh yeah. That's no doubt. It's really annoying. It used to actually tell you about the stories that were trending a little bit, but now it's like... Mila Kunis, 9.6 thousand people are talking about this. Thor, 6 thousand people are talking about this. Then you have to click it to figure out what the hell they're talking about. It doesn't give you the actual story. It's like, what's up Not with that Thor? I, I, thought, I always thought that guy was cool, you know, but... Yeah. Not that I actually click on all of them. No, all but, of the... You know, what's, that, what's that company called? Um, Twitter? Not Twitter. Um, there's a, there's a, a news... Not news, like a blogging... I don't know... I forgot what they're called, but it's like BuzzFeed and his other people. They write these articles. The articles are like, they were like, you won't believe what happened when. Or, yeah. 
you know, though those, you know, they write these articles and they suck people in. And now, 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 what's happening is Facebook has decided that they were going to like say, yeah, we're gonna fucking cut out the middleman. You know what I mean? We want to get people to look at this training. We want this training session to be news. You know, I realize here's what I've decided: Facebook is the ultimate SJW paradise. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna leave you with that. Okay. Facebook is the ultimate SJW paradise. Think about that. Next week we talk about it. Next week we uh, discuss. Um, oh, I've got some great YouTube channels for social justice warriors and fat shamers. Ooh. Oh. All right. Oh yeah. Let's um, get in. Oh yeah. Let's dig Cringeworthy. Deep. Uh, one thing I did want to mention: I just saw that. Um, so remember a lot of like almost when we first started this this podcast. We talked about how Hulk Hogan was suing a website. Oh, yeah. For yep, posting Gawker. A, a video, right? It was Gawker, right? So Gawker now is done. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the court found in favor of Mr. Hogan, Mr. Hulk himself. And that Mr. court Terrence was backed by, backed by somebody. I don't even Peter know. Peter Thiel. Oh, really? Because Gawker outed him many years ago for being a homosexual. A yeah. Yeah, and so. he said, "Fuck you! I'm going to dedicate millions of dollars to destroying you." And I know he's the happiest man in the world. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So Gawker.com is no more. Um, they filed. I think they filed for bankruptcy, and they owned a couple other little sites. Well, not little sites. I don't know. They owned it's, a couple other little sites. They said Lifehacker and Kotaku, which two are my two of my favorite <clears throat> sites, mm-hmm. are owned by them. But they're still going to be going. But they were yeah, bought by they were uh, bought by someone else. You, you, well, I don't remember who. no, the Univision bought the whole the kit and caboodle. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. Like, what are we going to be like? Maracas. Whoop. <laughs> the uh, the HFS situation all over again. Racism. <laughs> maracas. Kotaku is going to be raiding maracas from now on. Do you remember what happened to HFS? No, what happened? Oh, no, they became the famous channel. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like at noon on a Thursday, they were like, okay, now we're El Sol. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's no right. prompting, wow. they just switched. Yep, we're like, what happened? What? You're so, right. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Univision, for that as well, even though I'm sure you had nothing to do with it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's capitalism, dude. You know what's going to happen. Nobody's going to give a shit. And they, if, they, if, they don't, if they don't keep the... Keep the quality level up, then, and keep delivering what people want. No one will care, and those sites and that investment will go into wait, go to waste. So it doesn't really matter. That's a beautiful thing about capitalism. You can be an asshole, and nobody likes you. Buy something, and if you don't fucking keep doing producing what people like, then that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why were we talking about Peter Thiel earlier? Uh, because we were talking about libertarians and uh, libertarian parasite paradises, uh, aka C seasteading. Okay. Very That's good. for next week. I'm interested. Yes. Yeah, it's exciting. No, definitely. We we definitely have to dig into that a little deeper. Go a little deeper. No. Uh, <laughs> Get both hands in. So uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, so our our housemates here were were cooking dinner, and then uh, now I don't know if this is a joke or not because you can never believe anything Jamie says, but um, he was down here and he was just standing around for a minute. And he's like, "All right, man." He's like, "He's like, we ran out of food. We ordered pizza. The, they should be here soon." They're like, "What?" 
Yeah. If he gave you the whole rundown, it's probably true. Yeah. But if you if they ran out of food, then you have some hosers upstairs. Here's the thing you don't understand. Jamie is the ultimate prankster, and he will go deep and hard on a prank. I don't care what he like. He'd go gay for a prank. He'd go gay for his laugh. <laughs> you know, if he could fucking find a way to screw us, he'd go gay. He'd take he'd take a cock. If it was worth, if it was going to prove to everyone that this gag was going to work. So I, I think there's food upstairs. I think that's no problem. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Anything else uh, you guys want to talk about before we wrap this up? Um, just one thing about the uh, the weight loss challenge that the three of us are involved in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started a spreadsheet where I'm going to be tracking my weight. Uh, and I shared it with you two guys just so you guys know. Evan, I know you already got one going. Um, so we'll try to keep those up to date as much as possible. I'm probably going to do a weekly weigh-in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, should be a good time. Uh, I haven't been exactly sticking with the diet, quote-unquote. Well, but, uh, vacation is uh, an exception. Right, exactly. Um, one thing I do want to get our listeners' feedback on, if possible, is... See, we want to. We've we've made this a monetary thing, so we said, okay, every every month we're gonna each put in fifty bucks into a pot for three months. Then at the end of the three months, whoever has lost the most weight percentage wise will be the champion and receive all the money. Correct. One with one correction, it is four months. Okay, for four months. So, um, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's until December. So, um, <clears throat> so in that case, uh, so we just want to know the best place where we could like put all our money, because you know I tried to open a PayPal account like a like like another like business one, and you know they want tax ID and this and that. So of course we can't do that. Um, we looked at some of these apps, but they all seem to be like for fundraising and that kind of thing. Which isn't exactly what we're doing. I mean, maybe one of the apps would be fine for us doing that. Um, one I looked at, I think it was called Tilt. Um, there's probably a couple yep. other ones that I'm just not thinking of. We, right we now. really just need a fucking tool that takes money out of one PayPal account at a, at a preset time every month and then dumps it into another PayPal account and then lets you stop when you want to stop. That's all we really need. It doesn't exist. Everyone wants to make some complicated, crazy thing about fucking. Whatever. So make it, uh, be a super fan and make it, and send us the link. We'll beta test it for you mm-hmm. for nothing. <laughs> That's the key ingredient here. It's for free. Expects much criticism. Yeah. Yep. So if any of our listeners have any ideas. I'm joggling Michael's elbow. Joggling, because that's a word. Don't joggle my elbow. Um, this is my spot. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, if any of our listeners have any ideas on that or are willing to make something like James is talking about, please let us know. You can send us an email, comment on our post on Facebook, comment on our post on our website. Um, any of those places, we'd be eternally grateful. Yep. Now, I do actually have an idea that just came to me. Um, my bank will allow you to open a savings account or, I guess, any other account with a minimum of fifty dollars. 
So everyone could open a savings account and have it, you know, as your first uh, month's payment, you know, and uh, just have it automatically deposit $25 a paycheck into your own account. And then at the end, we all just, you know, take out cash or transfer or close accounts or whatever. It's sad that we have to go to that level, though. We all have PayPal accounts, and the IO panel has a PayPal account. It's, like, sad that we have to do that. Do we? Yeah, the IO panel has a PayPal account. Just fucking deposit into there. It does? Yeah, it does. I made one. I didn't know that. So we could get all these audible billions. Audible.com slash PayPal. Slash, uh, <laughs> Audibletrial.com slash PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Audibletrial.com slash IO panel. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to <laughs> Hashtag billions. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, you can get Hashtag us. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, yeah, we might we might do that. Um, if we don't get any cool cool crazy ideas from any of our listeners, then yeah, maybe that's the way to go. Just do a do a savings account and be done with it. Um, so all right, we'll figure it out. So we'll we'll figure that out. I think the the only hiccup is making it automatic for cer- for a certain someone, and then uh, that's okay. Yes, I see you waving, James. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just put a reminder on the calendar or something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're all adults, mm-hmm. technically. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. Now, officially, any final thoughts? No, looking forward to this trip. Um, Looking forward to expand the burn. Yeah, oh yeah. Deepen Uh, it? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that's definitely going to happen. James can feel the damn heat coming off me right now. he's putting off BTUs. (laughs) So, I mean, the arm is pretty much done already. At least the one arm. Um, It's going to be some good peeling. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, this arm is like lobster, big time, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, should be a good time, you know, just hanging out with friends and stuff, chilling out. So, but, yeah, that's it. Once we get back to Silver Spring, man, or get back to the MoCo area, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Game on? Oh, game on for this uh, for this bet, you know. I'm uh, this weight loss challenge. I'm all about it. I was telling, I was already talking with you guys before. I'm going to do the... Uh, Try to do the shakes as much as possible. You know, the, uh, let's call them? Keto, keto chow. chow. There you go. Mm-hmm. The keto chow. So we talked about that before on the show, so that's definitely what I'm going to do. Um, I mean, I'm not going to have it every single meal, but maybe at least two meals a day, something like that. Um, just because it's easy, you know? Yep. It's easy. You, you'll know whether you'll like it after the first week. Yeah. That's easy, you know. So, like, that's that's my big thing. Like, if, so, if someone just said, just eat lima beans and tuna all day, every day, you'll lose weight. I'd be like, done. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I that's all I need, you know? Something nice and simple, you know? Raw onions. Yeah, well, yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> I guess I'm fat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. Yeah. That's it. Uh, let's get out of here. I'll let you guys go find out if there's uh, food or not. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can check us out, iopanelpodcast.com, Twitter, iopanel, or iopanelpodcast, audibletrial.com, forward slash iopanel, uh, Facebook, all the other good normal stuff. 
Um, so we'll see you next week. Bye.